Today we will be continuing on the book of Ephesians. We will be focusing on grace through faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 10. The Apostle Paul wrote the churches around Ephesus around 60 AD to display the scope of God's eternal plan for all mankind, Jews and Gentiles alike. This is the mystery of God's eternal plan hidden for ages but revealed by Christ Jesus. Verse 1, and you were dead. Now I can stop there and wrap it up in a bow tie and just go home. But I'm going to keep on reading. You were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world. Following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Among whom... We all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Jesus Christ so that in the coming ages we he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. The Apostle Paul starts out by saying, And you were dead in your sins and trespasses. To understand this chapter, or the entire book, for that matter, you would need to understand the doctrine of original sin and the depravity of all mankind. Meaning, from our headship in the first Adam, when Adam and Eve decided to disobey God and eat the fruit that God had forbidden them to, they were immediately cut off from God. They suffered a spiritual death that is to be cut off from God. Have you ever been to jail or just visited somebody in there? I have. I had an uncle that went to prison for 15 years, I remember going to see him, and I actually looked at the eyes of some of them people. You will see true coldness in their eyes. Just like the course and the path in whom we once walked, following the prince of the air, that devil called Satan. Paul says, among whom we once walked and lived in the passions and desires of our flesh. I don't know about you, but I have faced an addiction. I know what it is like to obey the passions and desires of the flesh. I remember as a young young man sleeping around with multiple women, trying to satisfy the desires of my flesh, obeying the desires of my flesh. But now, being reborn in the headship of Jesus, I follow the Word and the Spirit and God through my headship in Christ Jesus. Paul continues to say, that we were made naturally children of wrath like all mankind. But God, 
showing his sovereign mercy and sovereign grace towards us and great love he has for us. Even in the past tense, when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, in the past tense, made alive a new creation, made alive in Jesus Christ. By God's grace, you have been saved and raised up in the heavenly realms and regions in Jesus. It is an act of God. It is not of your own doing. So that in the age to come of Christ's return, God might show his immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness in his son Jesus. Paul clearly says, By grace you have been saved through faith. This is not something of your own doing. How can you do anything when you were dead? It is a gift of God, not anything we can or will ever do. It is his great power and will and grace, nothing of you. Nothing nothing you worked for or nothing you did, nothing you said could ever cause this. It is God. Now, I know some of you, quote-unquote Christians, I did a good deed today. I'm going to go to heaven. I did this. I think I'm going to go to heaven. I bear good fruit. I've seen a lot of you Christians that don't even bear any fruit at all. You know, you'll go to church on Sunday, but six days out of the week, you're sinning, you know? And it's to me, how can a dead man do anything when it's all God? When he made you new and with the heavenly seal, therefore, his power trumps yours. You don't have no power. You were dead. Obviously, he overrules Satan's power. So really, what power does he have over you if you are made new then you should no longer walk in the passions of the flesh trust me on that i'll follow the spirit daily and i ask for his guidance i ain't gonna say i'm perfect because paul says no not one is perfect none of us are and i will never be perfect but each and every day i'm going to battle the demons in my head i'm going to keep fighting and focusing on the word of god that is how you reach progressive sanctification and you got to provide good works. You got to be fruitful. You got to be joyful, honest, patient, loving, kind. You got to bear good fruit. I don't see. Have you ever looked at a, a tree? Can you ever, can a dead tree ever produce good fruit? No, because the fruit's going to die. But you can see good trees producing beautiful fruit. We are his workmanship created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God created beforehand so that we should walk in them. Meaning you should no longer be living how you once was. Like I said, God sealed us with his grace. So how, as a new living creature in Christ Jesus, how can we still sin? People, if you call yourself a Christian, then you should be living by the Spirit. God's mystery is revealed through Jesus to complete our sanctification and to our glorified new bodies made new, bearing good fruit from now on until the day God calls us home. We should love one another, be patient with one another, be fruitful. You have to be truthful to others and to yourself. You cannot keep lying to yourself because you're going to keep lying to others. This isn't just a bodily death, man. It is an eternal spiritual death that is a never-ending flame and torment that awaits us. 
all of us if we do not repent and pick up our cross and follow Jesus how can you not trust him he will not leave you look at the birds does he not provide for them do they not know where their next meal will come from what is your excuse Jesus says knock and the door will be opened ask and you shall receive guys all you have to do is ask have faith walk in faith we will never be 100% righteous, but if we walk by the Spirit, one day we'll be 100% sanctified and glorified with Him in the heavenly realms. We will be blessed and prosperous. Prosperity He will give us. He will give us peace. I don't know about you, but facing addiction, depression, losing all my friends that I can name, I was in a very dark place. And the moment that I got saved... I no longer was suffering. I've been at peace. You know, there's days that I do have bad days, but I do not let it define me. Like Paul says, he felt he he knows there's a war raging on his mind from his flesh. Verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. Meaning you would have to understand the doctrine of election and predestination God knew in eternity past who he would save and who would call out to him so the beautiful glorification that we will receive in the future has already been predetermined in the past God prepared it for you and all we got to do is walk in the way of his will and bear good fruit and trespasses and sin, the Greek words used here, harmatia, describe the evil that controls, characterizes human life apart from God. They are both the cause of death and the evidence of death. Prince of the power of the air refers to the devil. You can compare that with John 14, 30. I will not speak much more with you, for the ruler of the world is coming, and he has nothing on me. As well as 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. In whose case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, or the evil one. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Many people in the ancient Near East believed that the air, the, sh the sphere between heaven and earth, was the resident of evil spirits. Before the Ephesian believers were in Christ, they lived under the influence of the world and the evil one. rich in mercy which is God's abundant mercy characterizes him throughout the Bible is cross-reference Exodus chapter 34 6 through 7 then the Lord passed in front of him and proclaimed the Lord the Lord God compassionate and gracious slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth it is optimized by his willingness to punish children of wrath but instead to save believers through his grace Alive together with Christ, through our union with Christ, believers receive new life that reserves the effects of death. Romans 
chapter 6, 4 through 11, says, Clearly, therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, our old self was crucified with him, in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. For if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once and for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Jesus Christ. Those who believe in Christ participate in his death and resurrection. By grace, which means the basis of salvation is grace, God's undeserved generosity toward people God demonstrates His grace through Christ's sacrificial death and resurrection. You have been saved in this context. The Greek word used here, sozo, refers to God delivering people from death and giving them life. Raised up with Him because believers are identified with Christ's resurrection. They also share in life that is no longer subject to death. Seated with us, seated us with him, believers share Christ's position of authority at the right hand of God by virtue of their union with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In faith, the Greek word used here, pistis, pistis, can refer to belief, trust, faith, or loyalty. Gift of God, people cannot accomplish salvation from their own effort. Works in this context, the Greek word used here, ergon, may refer to the Jewish law or to specific components of the law that are revealed to Jewish ethnic identity. Circumcision, food, law, Sabbath, observance. The idea of works also might include any action motivated by a desire to earn favor or right standing with God. In verses 11 through 22, which continues the discussion of Ephesians 1 through 10, Paul presents the broader scope of God's reconciliation, one new humanity saved in the headship of Christ, composed of both Jews and non-Jews, Gentiles, Greeks. Paul first describes Christ's destruction of the barrier that previously separated people. Verses 13 through 16. Then he highlights the work of the Spirit who joins believers together as one family in the temple of God in our headship through Jesus. Verses 18 through 22. Now I hope that I can touch somebody through these words, through God's beautiful words, and I pray that a lot of you people wake up because a lot of you people are asleep, very fast asleep, following everything in this world. And 
somebody tries to call it out, you'll pick out one thing that you don't like out of the Bible and just throw it all away. My friend, you are not a Christian. You know, forget the denomination. What the scriptures say is what the scriptures say. And the scriptures say you were dead. And unless we repent and come to Christ, we surely all shall perish. Now, I want to end this with a beautiful prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today to thank you for allowing me to use my voice to reach out to people. May I bring at least one person to you, for no one deserves to perish. For what we are facing is just not a grave, and it is far worse than that. And I do not want not one person to suffer, for I know for a fact that I have plenty of friends down there. And I wish that they had made better life choices, and I pray that the friends and family that I still got here... Y'all turn away from the world in the wicked ways that y'all walk. I am not perfect, but I'm trying to show you every day that what God is doing for me. And I pray that he does it for you. May God bless your families. May God bless you through these hard times if you are suffering, because it will get better. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. God bless.